Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BVP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker here with you for another Monday morning episode. Before we get into anything, any type of news or intro, Chris, start us off as we always do with the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is raining 61. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy 90. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is raining 53. And then finally, in New York City, it is raining 77. You know what, Nick? It's been such a long time since I've given the weather on a Monday. It's throwing me all off because I'm usually ready to say in Los Angeles, California, it is raining 61 with a partly cloudy weekend going on. But now I'm just cutting it right off and going to Houston and I'm, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I haven't done has... a Monday show in so long. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I didn't train for this. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, it has been a bit since you've been on a Monday show. It's good to have you back on the Monday shows, no doubt about that. Um, and I've got to say, taking over that uh, weather position, in, the, in that temporary weather position, I don't know how I felt about it either. Um, so at least you get to take your role back now, and everything is um, spick and span in, in the way it should be again. Well... See, here's the thing, Nick. I think the reason why I was having such a hard time saying the weather, besides I'm not used to it, is that we had to start this process all over again because th there was just some issues with the first time go around and you said you want to start all over. And I said, you mean say my four lines all over again? <laughs> I think I jinxed myself. Yeah, no, I think there was definitely uh, some some jinxing there but uh it was definitely entertaining to watch no doubt about that so what did you do this weekend um so we had i i had my first major project or my first major paper uh that i have to do and it's for my english class and so my entire weekend has basically been surrounding doing the research for that and uh, tomorrow, because we're recording this on Saturday night, um, I get to write that draft. I get to write the draft for it. And I this has been such a long weekend at this point. Well, I can tell you my weekend's been much better. Mm -hmm. Because I uh, blew the leaves in the backyard in Annie's area. Pool area, haven't gotten there yet. Front yard, haven't gotten there yet. Back backyard, haven't gotten there yet, but Annie's area, I blew all the leaves and I mowed the lawn and mulched whatever leaves the, you know, the blower didn't get. I didn't get any, everything, obviously, because there's unfortunately still more leaves to come. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear my heart breaking in that part. <laughs> I, I think I might have heard a small snap. Well, we have this 20-foot trailer that I hook right up to the um four-wheeler and i can back it right up to the gate i filled that thing up three times just from the leaves in annie's section mm -hmm. that's a lot of leaves yeah. um, now like and it wasn't just like a level flat it was like mounted over no, with leaves. No, and so I was driving down the road and the leaves were just flying out the back of it. Oh, Lord. But the whole point of the story was we got Annie in February. Mm -hmm. 
in case you didn't know, she's actually a Christmas baby. She was born December 24th. Um, all of her brothers and sisters were actually born on the 23rd, but they woke up on Christmas Eve and there was Annie. <laughs> so this was her first, you know, experience with leaves. Just like when we first brought her home, it was her first experience with snow. Yeah. And let me tell you, she loves the leaves so freaking much. I can um, imagine. She seems like the type she that has, would. She has this orange and blue ball that you can throw it all day, every day for her, and she'll go after it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to mount all these leaves up in a huge pile and just throw the ball in it and see what happens. <laughs> she loved it so much that that's all she wanted to do. Play with the leaves. I threw, yeah, I threw them in there, and there was a few times she dove right into the middle of the pile, and all you saw was her tail sticking out, <laughs> just wagging and wagging. Oh, and then there, then she God. started to get small, smarter. She was like bouncing all the way around this pile and just sticking her head and her feet in, and like <laughs> looking around for the ball, and then come out, go a few feet, dive back in. And I actually videoed that. So if you want to see that, it's up on Twitter. So that was pretty much my weekend besides all the homework I had. But hate to tell you, Nick, my weekend was much better with Annie's first experience of, um, you know, the leaves. Because we have a Christmas baby on our hands, and he has never experienced um, the leaves. And I'm kind of looking forward to that first snowfall. Right, because when we when we first brought her home, she was only like ten weeks old. Yeah. So, I think she's going to react very much differently this time than she did when we first brought her home. You know, you're definitely going to have to send videos of that when that happens because that sounds absolutely adorable. Um, and and the videos for the the leaves is just that that's great too. And um, no, I have to agree. Your weekend trumps mine, for sure. <laughs> um, I just can't wait to get this paper done. You know, it's been definitely a long process in a short amount of time. Because we were just given this paper on Wednesday? Thursday? I don't remember which day it was now. So we haven't had, like, a whole lot of time to put it all together. And it's due, you know, Monday, or at least the first draft is. But... I'm just excited to have it, you know, for it to be done. Hopefully everything goes the way I hope it will tomorrow with that. But that that's a summarization of my weekend. You know, Nick, I hate to tell you, but no one gives a crap about your paper. They would rather hear about me all day long. But most likely if they're here, they want to hear the news. You're probably right. So let's jump into our COVID update, shall we? Um... The latest seven-day average for new cases in the United States is 73,079 cases per day. The seven-day average for new hospital admissions is 6,004. And the seven-day average of deaths from COVID-19 is currently 1,253. At this point, about 411 million vaccine doses have been administered in the United States and approximately 219 million people have received at least one shot and about 190 million people have been fully vaccinated. At this point, about 96% of those 65 or older have received at least one shot and about 85% are fully vaccinated. 
And then 11.6 million people have received the booster shots that are now available. Now, a slimmed down voting rights bill failed in the Senate as expected last week with zero Republicans voting for it. And unlike the voting rights laws passing, you know, something that's going on in your backyard most likely right now uh, that will significantly impact you is who gets elected. We are not talking about the presidential election, though. We are talking about your state or Congress representatives, and it will be done before the 2022 midterms. Right now, we are in the process of redistricting, and these changes will actually impact your everyday life. If you Google the district map for the United States 117th Congress, each one of those squares are a representative, and every 10 years those district lines get redrawn. Since our system is based off the idea of representation based on population, redistricting happens after the census results have been released. This is currently happening right now across the country. State legislatures and governors are usually responsible for drawing those district lines, and some have delegated the responsibilities to local commissions. Every state has a totally different process. Sometimes you hear the term gerrymandering associated with redistricting. Gerrymandering is not new. It is the process of redrawing those district lines for one party's political gain over each other. According to the Supreme Court, it is technically legal. Generally, gerrymandering happened really quickly and based off our founding fathers' representation should be based off of population and it should be proportionate. A fair redistricting would look like each party is fairly representative based off the population. An example in this population, Republicans have more support in it. That population then would get more representatives than Democrats. How the gerrymandering comes into effect is when you put one party in full control based off of how the map ends up getting drawn. This has happened in years past where some districts are just circles, not even straight lines in a district. If you want to do something about this, you don't think it's right, etc., you want to get involved with this, you got to make your voices heard and get out there and speak to your current representatives. On Thursday, the House voted 229 to 202 to hold Steve Bannon accountable to the subpoena. Nine Republicans broke with their party to support the resolution, and seven of them voted to impeach former President Trump following the insurrection on January 6th. These nine members were Representative Upton, Representative Cheney, Representative Fitzpatrick, Representative Katko, Representative Miser, Representative Gonzalez, Representative Mace, Representative Kinzinger, Representative Herrera Bueller, and Representative Pence, brother to former Vice President Mike Pence, did not vote. One of the Republicans that voted in favor of the resolution was Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina. She spoke with reporters and explained her vote, and we have a piece of that audio right here. 
I want the power to subpoena when we start investigating some of the crises that are facing the Biden administration right now, whether we're talking about the border or the the uh, the botched exit from Afghanistan. There are a lot of things that I'm going to want to investigate when we're in the majority that we're not doing right now. The House Select Committee Chairman Congressman Benny Thompson led Thursday's floor debate along with his Republican co-chair Representative Liz Cheney that specifically called out the minority leader Kevin McCarthy. And we have a piece of that audio right here. My colleagues in the Republican Party, the Republican members of this body, have to understand, have to recognize that there's a moment when politics must stop if we want to defend and protect our institutions. A violent assault on the Capitol to stop a constitutional process of counting electoral votes is that moment. They all knew that on that day. In fact, the minority leader himself stood in this chamber and said, quote, the president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. Mr. McCarthy was right then. The president bears responsibility. The matter now heads to the Justice Department and they say they will apply the facts and the law when deciding whether to charge Steve Bannon with criminal content of Congress. There are some things that prosecutors are likely to consider. First, the evidence is strong. He's clearly refusing to comply with a congressional subpoena, and there is a substantial federal interest in making sure people do comply. Steve Bannon's lawyer says he is refusing because former President Donald Trump is using executive privilege, but President Biden has waived that privilege, and that undercuts Trump's claim. Second, they will look at executive privilege and how it applies to only communications between the president's official duty. Then there is Steve Bannon wasn't even in government when the Capitol attack happened. These are all factors they need to look at in favor of the prosecution. On the other hand, there are some factors they need to consider against former President Trump. A former president does have some claim of executive privilege, and of course, that's never been clarified what level of privilege former presidents can claim. We do know it isn't zero, but to what degree of privilege they do have, we don't know. Since at least 2007, the Justice Department has taken the position that the privilege even applies to presidents' conversations with people outside the executive branch. Getting a conviction requires getting proof of someone acted with improper intent, and some federal courts have ruled a good faith reliance on counsel is a complete defense to a criminal attempt charge. The Justice Department has prosecuted dozens of people for contempt of Congress, but it has never done it involving a case of executive privilege. When Attorney General Merrick Garland was testifying to Congress Thursday, he was asked about this case in particular. The department recognizes the important oversight role that this committee and the House of Representatives and the Senate play uh, with respect to um, the executive branch. The House of Representatives votes um, uh, for referral of a contempt charge. Um, the, the, uh, um, the Department of Justice will do what it always does in such circumstances, will apply the facts and the law and make a decision consistent with the principles of prosecution. 
there is a lot going on here, but what you need to know is that the House sent it to the Department of Justice, and they are going to investigate. And depending on the results of this case, it could set the precedent for future cases. Moving along here, in Texas's controversial abortion ban will stand for now, according to the Supreme Court, in a new seven-page order released on Friday morning. The High Court also said they will expedite a hearing on the legality of the law. This will happen fast. All arguments will take place on November 1st. The interesting part about this is the Supreme Court will not specifically address whether or not the substance of the text of the abortion law is legal. Instead, the justices will hear and answer the questions. The first question surrounds Texas's unusual enforcement mechanism that allows private citizens to civilly sue constitutionally protected rights like abortions and by default the state of Texas from court review whether that is legal or not. The second, whether or not the Department of Justice has the right to sue or block this state law. It is important to understand as this case moves the Supreme Court process, the justices have also said the law can remain in effect in Texas and there is no timeline for when the decision will be made. Oral arguments will begin on November 1st and keep in mind the Supreme Court is also hearing another abortion case out of Mississippi. That case starts on December 1st. Vice President Kamala Harris campaigned Thursday night for Terry McAuliffe giving a statewide raise even more national attention. I want this man to be elected the next governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia! She is just the latest big-name Democrat to campaign for McAuliffe in an effort to motivate Democrat voters as the party's agenda is starting to stall. Candidate Terry McAuliffe said he thinks that the tightening races and part of the Washington stalling on the $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill and what is currently happening in Virginia. While Virginia has voted Democratic in recent presidential elections, President Biden's big win came with a decisive name on the ballot. McAuliffe is trying something many Democrats are expected to do in the elections next year, linking his opponent to former President Trump. Glenn Youngkin is not a reasonable Republican. He is a Trump acolyte. Now, Republican nominee Glenn Youngkin says he does not want the former president to campaign with him or anyone. Former President Trump did endorse Youngkin, but Youngkin is keeping his distance. Youngkin is also focusing on something else, critical race theory. And we have a clip of that here. He will teach history, but I will ban critical race theory. He wants to get the attraction of parents and get them involved in the public education system. Under Terry wants parents out of it, and he wants to insert government between parents and their children. The focus is resonating with voters all across the country. McAuliffe says it never was taught in schools and never will. In a new study, many Americans actually don't know what it is. They can just tell you if they support it or not. Former President Obama campaigned for McAuliffe on Saturday, and the President and First Lady will be in Virginia this week. You can read Chris's full report on the Virginia race 
on Medium. The link for that is in the show notes. Now getting into rapid news. Alec Baldwin on his set of his new movie accidentally shot two people, leaving one killed and another injured. The Department of Justice is seeking nearly $10 million from a man who allegedly made thousands of racist and anti-Semitic robocalls. Queen Elizabeth spent the night in the hospital after canceling her Northern Ireland trip. Nick, what do you got for Monday morning good news? All right, so for my story this morning, it's one that's just, honestly, in my opinion, extremely adorable. And um, it has to do with animals. You know, last week, I think it was last Monday, I had one that had to do with animals. Well, we're back talking about them again because 11-year-old Evan Bismuth has won an award um, from ASPCA. And if you don't know what that is, that is the American Society for the Protection from Cruelty of Animals. Um, and he won an award for them uh, from them because... He has been doing everything he can to take care of uh, shelter dogs in New York City. So what he does is he'll go to animal shelters in New York City near his home and he'll actually read to the dogs. And he does this to try and calm them down, to let them know that they have a friend, that they have a companion, even if they are in the shelter. So he literally will sit down and read to them. Um, you know, even if they're barking in his face, even if they're not being too friendly with him, he'll just still sit there and calm them down and talk to them until they calm down. And then he'll literally read them children's stories, um, and just let them know that they, you know, are cared about. And the story that he reads is actually about a dog who goes to a shelter and then gets adopted and finds a great home. And uh, when he's finished reading to him, he'll, he'll tell them, you know, you're gonna going to be adopted. Like, that'll be you one day. And uh, he's gone even beyond that because during COVID, he hasn't had the opportunity to uh, visit the shelters as much, especially when things were, you know, mostly shut down. So what he started to do was to make animations of these dogs and these animal shelters uh, to basically promote them and uh, get people to see that, you know, adopting a shelter dog can be a great thing. And he's been doing this, he's continuing to do this, and, you know, with the award, you know, he said, it makes me feel really good to win this, but I want to do more. And he also said something that I just wanted to read the quote from because I think it's awesome. He said, I just want people to know that shelter dogs are not bad dogs. They are just looking for good people. And he also said, to all the kids out there, you are never too small to make big changes. This is actually uh, like a really cool good news story because, A, I mean, if you didn't know this, which I'm sure you do, but actually reading to your dog is therapeutic for you and as well as the dog. And it proves it right there with calming the dog down, reading to the dog, you know, talking to the dog. It's therapeutic for both of you. But not only that, it almost kind of gives the dog, you know, a, it's like a friend before they're adopted. And it's just really cool. And even after the award, he still wants to do more. Yeah, you know, this is just a, a heartwarming story to me because when you, you know, when you hear of 
animals being in shelters, sometimes people get a little apprehensive or, you know, people don't know how to really feel about uh, shelter animals. But, you know, for this 11-year-old boy to make such a difference and, and to strive to make such a change and become friends with these animals before, you know, until they find their permanent homes and to try and promote the adoption of um, shelter dogs, you know, through his animations and through stuff like that. That's pretty amazing in my book. And, you know, it's just so nice to see that someone is taking, someone so young even is taking that kind of action. And, you know, I saw this story actually on Twitter the other day. And the, the, the there's a picture tag to it of him just sitting there reading to the dog. And the dog's actually sitting at the edge of the crate and he's sitting at the edge of the crate and the dog's just sitting there so focused on him it's like the dog is actually paying attention oh and i'm sure you know i sure they i'm sure they do i'm sure they do and honestly like i can i can imagine that it's very helpful for the dogs to have that kind of support while they're in the shelter um to have that friend and that companionship fun fact nick Good news and fun fact. Two of them in a row. What's going on here? I actually, when I was younger, I don't know if you had to, but I used to have to do like the reading 20 minutes a night stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I never did that. <laughs> but every now and then, you know, we kind of be like, you got to do your reading, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I would actually read to my old dog, Caroline, mm-hmm. and she would fall asleep as I was reading to her. And she would fall asleep on my lap. And she would stay asleep the entire time that I was reading to her. And the moment I stopped reading, she would wake up. That's adorable. I love that. But that is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Make sure you come back Wednesday for a dumb walk. Come back Friday for the latest news that happened all throughout the week. Follow us on BBP News on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news. So you're always in the know. Check out our personal accounts. See Annie jumping through the leaves. And then until Wednesday, have a good start to your week, everybody. Bye, guys.